0: Yeah, it's the Friendly Fire Show, episode one sixty-two for the almost end of September twenty twenty. I'm one of your hosts, Steve from Survivor.
1: I'm your other host, Ben from Survivor. And we're doing
0: this like at an actual like we're we're doing this, Ben. That's end of the story. We're actually recording this podcast at a fairly regular pace.
1: It's a few days later than I thought we would do it, but we're still on track for like weekly episodes because things keep happening, Steve. It's outrageous.
0: And we've done this so late because this week has been hell week, really.
1: Yeah, and we have an embargo to keep. So the earliest we could put this podcast out was Friday morning. So that's why you're hearing this then, even though it's Thursday in our life. Crazy how the internet works. It's
0: going to be out Friday morning. Mm. i'm not gonna do I'm, I'm not we're recording this so then i'm gonna walk away from my computer and probably watch star trek and it's gonna be great yeah well you, um, you can't
1: put it out any earlier so bad luck
0: well yeah, exactly um there's tons to talk about so let's just get straight into it the first mm. thing is we woke up on tuesday morning thinking we were just gonna you know wake up and order pre-order an xbox and there was a huge piece of news that came before that that being that Microsoft spent $7.5 billion and just you know casually acquired ZeniMax Media, better known to most people as Bethesda and Bethesda Softworks and all of their studios.
1: Yep, so Phil's walked in and just dropped 7.5 bill, which is getting up there. So is it making... What did they pay for Minecraft? About 1.5 or 2 or something. It's making that look cheap.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think they ever said what... Because there were all those rumors that Warner Brothers was up for sale. I don't think figures were ever kind of discussed i do maybe they were i can't remember though
1: there was a rumor for four billion which is now pocket change if half price but they wouldn't have got the ips they would have gotten here because warner bros is so licensed and they don't get those uh whereas zenimax or bethesda have heaps of ips some of them dormant even uh that they can now launch on game pass so that's the go
0: yeah. And some of the, so studios or slash titles include, we'll go titles first, maybe Doom, hmm. Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, The Evil Within, uh, Prey, Dishonored. Uh, there's probably more. And studios, including, you know, Bethesda Game Studios, Arcane, Tango Softworks, uh, Machine Games, Wolfenstein, there's one that I forgot. Just like, they went from 15 or something, 13, 14, 15 studios to 23
1: yep. all up now. So they got eight new studios as of now, because this merger won't be complete until about mid 21. Uh, Xbox has 14 studios plus Xbox publishing. So 15, if you include them and PlayStation has 13 plus their publishing arm too. So they're pretty much the same. Actually. A lot of people think PlayStation has a lot more, but at the moment they're pretty much on par. Xbox actually has an extra studio, hmm. but Xbox's studios are all very focused on one thing. So you have Undead Labs only just at a decay. You have Turn 10 only really do Forza. Um, one of the studios only does Age of Empires. Uh, Mo Yang obviously only does Minecraft really. So they're very much a one studio team. You have a few like Playground Games who are now working on two things. They've split their team in two to work on Fable. Yeah. Uh, whereas Sony studios are a lot more, we work on multiple projects and I think that's what they're going to get here. You're going to get, they've got eight new studios and they're all a bit more diverse. They can work on different types of stuff. And it's a lot of stuff that Xbox don't have. Yeah. So uh, Xbox have always been the king of shooters in terms of first party exclusives. Uh, now they're definitely that with, you know, having Doom as an exclusive, uh, but they're probably also the king of RPGs. They've got Obsidian and uh, Bethesda themselves. So that's massive.
0: Yeah. And like in exile, they have a whole bunch of studios. They had some RPG studios. Now they have mm. a whole bunch more. Um, and obviously now like obsidian and that's funny. game studio sitting in the same, uh, Xbox game studios banner. People have been dying for fallout new Vegas too. And like the, mm. the studios attached to that c- can theoretically make this now. Um, yeah, it's, and it's there's there's so much stuff to kind of think about how it's all going to work, and we don't know the answer about We're everything not. for certain. But things we do know, um, the Elder Scrolls Online will remain on its current platform, so people playing on PS4 won't suddenly like find the servers deleted. That's been confirmed. Uh, Phil Spencer has also confirmed that the timed exclusive uh, period of one year on PS5 for the two games uh, being... Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, Microsoft's gonna honor that. So randomly, Microsoft is potentially by that point when the merger's over, hopefully, it takes a little bit longer because it's way funnier. Mm. We'll be putting Xbox Game Studios games on PlayStation, but not on Xbox. That's
1: quite likely me. the first two games. Well they <clears throat> probably they'll probably be out before the merger is just finished, at least one of them. Uh, but the newest games from Bethesda are gonna be exclusive to PlayStation and PC. But they are going kind to of PC, so they could come to Game Pass for PC day one still. I don't know if they will, but that is an option, presumably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking that's a contract which is just too hard to get out of. It's a bit of, feel has never gone back on previous contracts. There's always kind of honored what's there. If anything was announced, it's always on both platforms. I think it's also just a mix of, it's too hard to get out of it. We don't yeah. want to get involved in that.
0: You look good because you're like, gaming's for everyone. We're not gonna, We're not going to get in the way of that. But also I'm sure there's a legal precedent there. Same thing like when, so Microsoft bought Obsidian before The Outer Worlds was released and that was still a multi-platform release. Mm. Um, Minecraft obviously remains multi-platform even though Mojang was brought into the fold. Sorry.
1: What they did do is they made out a World Day uh, Game Pass day one game, which it wouldn't have been otherwise. Uh, But
0: that works to Microsoft's favor because either you're getting Game Pass because you want the game really badly on an Xbox ecosystem platform or <laughs> you're buying the game. Well, it, eh, this one's a bit, off. it's not the, quite the same because it was published by private division. So they weren't getting as big of a cut if someone would buy it for PS4 or something. But if we're talking about like Bethesda games, um, they they I guess that's a good segue it. to this. So things like the Elder Scrolls six and Starfield, it's not confirmed what's going to happen to those games, and uh, Phil Spencer said it's going to be on a case by case basis. So we could see these games being multi platform, where Microsoft, you know, either pushes you to Game Pass or gets a cut of a game sale on PS mm, five,
1: or they lock it down, and, Which or, they are lock it, get?
0: <laughs> or they lock it down, and it's only on Xbox. Um, it's that weird I, thing though of Phil being so like I, you know, gaming's for anybody, play wherever you want, play on the platform you want. For Sony to have all these weird timed exclusives and it's like, people hate it. I hate it. I think it's stupid. It's going to be damaging for Xbox to kind of turn around and do that even though they're first party games. I think what they should do, sorry, I'll stop. I'll I'll have a breath in a second and then you can talk. I think anything that's already been kind of announced and out there exactly as you would expect it. And now at least we have the added bonus of Sony can't keep buying the timed console exclusive stuff. It just comes out for everything. And then when Bethesda starts announcing new stuff like the Elder Scrolls seven, which is not a thing, you know, like that, that is Xbox because it's decidedly first party at that point. What do you think? Mm, And I'll shut up.
1: I think it'd go either way. I think so. There was talk. Well, not even talk. It's pretty much confirmed that Sony was trying to get timed exclusivity of Starfield. Yeah. So those people must be sitting in their office on Tuesday morning going, oh, you kidding me? They've just done months of work on this, which is now not going to happen. Uh, I think there's a few ways you can look at it. Those games didn't have a platform announced. So uh, The Outer Worlds did have PS4 announced, the honor of that. These ones are just called Next Gen or whatever Bethesda said. So yeah. I think you can make them Xbox exclusive and get away with it. Uh, for the play on, on the platform you want, now that Xbox is on PC, Xbox, both gens uh, and mobile, that's probably enough for people to say, get it on what you want. It's just missing PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, So it is, you know, do you want to play? on? Because he can kind of now rephrase that as do you want to play on console? Do you want to play on PC? Do you want to play on mobile? We let you play wherever you want. We're giving you all the options, just not PS5. And the other way to look at it would be to say, well, Elder Scrolls is an established franchise. It has a history with Xbox. So Morrowind was on Xbox first, I think. Oblivion was on Xbox first and they came to PS later. Uh, And then say Starfield is a new IP. So it's starting out on Xbox as an exclusive. Wouldn't really be a big thing. There's no history on PlayStation, so they could do that. I'm thinking the fact that Deathloop is on uh, PlayStation exclusively, they're going to do the same thing with Outer Scrolls and Starfield. They're two bigger games to say, we'll just give these away. Maybe they'll be yeah. timed exclusive on Game Pass. Get it first here and we'll sell it to you later. That's kind of what Netflix does with some of its stuff. It's on Netflix first. And if you really don't want Netflix, you can buy it on Blu-ray six months later.
0: Yeah, Spencer's bashed timed exclusive stuff even though you know
1: from other parties not his own stuff no and
0: they i think they they did it with uh rise of the tomb raider and caught a lot of flack and then i can't remember i don't i don't have the quote or anything with me but i'm pretty sure he's kind of said yeah we're not doing that again we we don't like that practice
1: yeah Um, but that's a third party deal this is stuff that he owns so it's different yeah uh,
0: but it's kind of like that i don't know he's kind of damned if he does or damned if he doesn't in my i I guess in my summary like there's enough sony there's a big enough sony playstation not even fan base but like install base that like you're not going to make anyone happy with one decision everyone happy with one decision
1: no that's true but i yeah i would be surprised if both of those were on playstation i think maybe elder scrolls will be because it's established um, and then established starfield is an easy one to say this is a new thing it's only on not only on xbox it's on pc it's on your phone by then it's probably on your tv only because this game is like three or four years away yeah plenty of places to play so we'll it's, see what happens
0: it's very interesting um mm-hmm. xbox game passes teased that doom eternal is probably the first bethesda game heading to game pass which makes sense because in i think mid-october the first real expansion for doom eternal comes out so it's great for a. Uh, for microsoft and that you put out the game for free well not for free but as part of the subscription pass and if people really like it they'll drop some extra cash theoretically on the dlc so makes sense
1: probably one of the things that's gone under the radar a little bit is xbox has finally gotten a japanese studio in tango softworks so Hmm. they are the evil within and that evil within three could go either way You'd think it sells pretty well in Japan, so they would put it on PlayStation. That's probably one of the ones they're talking about when they're saying case by case. I think something more like that. Yeah. Uh, but Xbox has been talking for ages, how they want to get more in Japan, and they've kind of snuck in a studio. So it'll be interesting to see. Our mate Shinji yeah. is, of course, there.
0: Yeah, mate what Shinji. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this, that's that's extremely exciting to me because I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of RPGs only because I just want to have a little bit more time to myself mm. than having to play through like an obsidian game for 60 hours or something mm. um but it does yeah like there's so many things and it addresses the, the single player thing that you know like oh microsoft doesn't have a lot of single player games that are like narrative driven and this not and the other like sony does well there's a lot of opportunity now for that to change which is
1: very good mm. um well that's the other thing it wouldn't surprise me to see more anything that comes out of this which is multi-platform be going out it's on every platform it's free to play it's cross-play. Uh, but the big single player games that Xbox don't have, they are only on Xbox.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be in- interesting. And like, I don't. We should stop speculating because it's case by case, and there's arguments to be made.
1: Yeah, we have no every idea. single
0: which way. Uh, there's
1: I- heaps there. I think you could get some of these studios on existing Xbox franchises. You could get some Bethesda franchises that haven't done much recently to to go to it. You know, they can move across. Yeah. So I know that Perfect Dark is likely at um, the initiative. That's what we've. Heard a lot about. Uh, but imagine like an Arcane or someone doing a perfect dark. Like you've got that. And if it's not now. that
0: far along, you could like, oh, can we borrow that id tech engine that we've purchased now? Or like, exactly. do you want to use this in your games, Bethesda? So yeah, like there's some really cool, we've barely scr- scratched the surface of mm. what this acquisition means. And that's kind of really exciting. Um, something that was less exciting by about 20 minutes in was the uh, Xbox Series pre-order uh, debacle. And not only Australia, it kind of just Oof. like went around the world depending on the time of the day. You could just see it kind of the wave hitting people. Um, long story short, everybody probably got a pre-order in the end. It just took all day when you thought it was maybe going to take like 15, 20 minutes at the very, very start of it. Is that, it is that be a two fair minutes. assessment? Well, yeah. That...
1: I did not think that I was going to easily get a PS5 pre-order and really struggled to get an Xbox Series X. But that's what happened. I think I got lucky in the end. Uh, so let's start at the beginning of the day, shall we? Oh God, I okay. think we'll both,
0: like well, everyone else. The beginning of the day was I had to write up a whole bunch of stories about Bethesda being acquired by Microsoft. Fast forward to eight o'clock in the morning, hmm. that morning.
1: We're Everyone all sitting there logged die. into
0: EV games with our, yeah. with our log, user and password signed in, our click and collect ready to go with our store of choice because let's be honest, no one trusts the post to get these damn things to you. You want to go and pick it up even though it's like the middle of a pandemic. Hovered over the Xbox thing, there was a counter even that, you know, counted down to zero. You didn't even have to refresh the page, it just did it for you. You yep. click order, you click pay, and then it just kind of sits there and thinks for two, three minutes. And Then you repeat that about 20 times. And then EB Games
1: tweets, oh, our allocation has been exhausted. Thanks for coming out. Pre-orders are done. Yeah, well, I didn't even get to pay. I got, to, I got signed out about four times and had to sign back in. I got to the button where you had to click done, which was to confirm your address. And I kept getting an error has occurred. You've tried too many times. Oh. And so this is why I didn't end up getting one. Because if you got to hit the pay button, about six hours later, you found out you did get one. Seven, in fact. Seven. Yes, because mm. that happened to me. So I thought I good. didn't
0: get one at eight o'clock. So I was pissed off and thinking I was maybe even going to try to get two. One for each EB account that I had set up on each screen, but Ooh, no zero. Okay. Um, but then seven hours later, I got an email saying, oh, yeah, you did. But by then I'd already gone to Target because you could see like the wave of people hitting retailers and like immediately like, exhausting them. The Microsoft Store, Big W. So I went to Target because I like Target popped up and I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, so I told everybody else. On Twitter and then I bought one myself but I did click and collect again and that's what you did as well
1: yep so I got one at Target due to your well before that I think I got one at JB they took my money they never emailed me about it no uh so I think it's not in a launch shipment and that is getting cancelled because later in the day you tweeted that Target was open they took all your money uh you then later got an email saying it's cancelled we can't fulfill this I got one saying congratulations we'll give it to you which is a bit strange that you charged. I wasn't price.
0: mad at in the slightest I just I was very happy about it
1: well you'd already arranged an EB one by that point so it <laughs> kind of worked out well for you well
0: yeah so I pre-ordered it they had to review it because it was click and collect so they didn't actually confirm at Target but they took your money straight away uh, whole and then, price
1: 750
0: yeah and then at, so 3pm I got an email that was 7 hours after EB's pre-orders went up and down they emailed saying oh surprise actually you do have one haha <laughs> cool right uh, and then at 3.30, I got an email from Target saying, nah, you don't get one. And they refunded the money like straight away. So as as quickly as they took the money, they put it back. So good on them for that, at least. Hmm. Um, other shenanigans, uh, like Telstra. That, oh, yeah, oh, tel- yeah.
1: Telstra's on pretty well. After that, EB had their second wave, which was meant to be at 12. And yeah. it said launch shipment. And then at about 10 to 12, it changed to post-launch and changed to 3 p.m. Yeah, So I don't know what's going on at EB. They're totally confused themselves.
0: Well, I think people kind of called it that their website broke and no one actually got to pre-order at eight o'clock in the morning. And then they just didn't say anything for a good long while. And it's like, mm. so are you just going to try again? And it turns out they kind of did, but that was the second shipment. And they had to go through all of their transaction logs, I guess, and see who they took money from, but didn't confirm properly like me, I yeah. guess. And then went through all that. And it took them like seven hours to figure that out. And then they did
1: round two. Everyone had trouble, but fair to say EB had the worst experience. (laughs) Telling people seven hours later you've got one after they probably got one somewhere else is not ideal.
0: Well, and it's everyone went EB. If if I'm, yeah, this is definitely true. Everybody has the intent of taking in their old consoles to EB. And because you get a decent trade in value there, that's totally why people would have picked EB first. 100%.
1: And then, (coughs) excuse me. Several others opened. Uh, Telstra were giving Wave 2 out, which then updated the next day to say, actually, your Wave 1 would change their mind. They seem to have heaps because yeah. of are all access.
0: They had this weird system where they had an online allocation, and then they somehow decided that people were just going to rock up into brick-and-mortar stores because it's not 2020 and, and a pandemic. So they realized that they exhausted the online orders like almost immediately. And then people for like the rest of the day could go into shops And queue up and like get a wave one from your actual Telstra shop, unless you're in Victoria, of course, or Melbourne. I don't even know how the lockdown works anymore. Victorians probably couldn't. And then they realized that was probably unfair, so they started pulling allocations out of stores and putting it to the online orders, but like moving existing orders into wave one instead of wave two. And I think that's it. Lucky. Well, even the same thing. x is is exhausted now they're wave two for sure but they still have wave one series s's
1: so they're the only ones left really because everyone else is saying we're exhausted 2020 stock for now at least yeah well they're not taking pre-orders amazon opened at 6 p.m for about 30 seconds as far as i could tell so good luck to you if you got one from amazon which was really weird i don't know what's going on there because they're pretty reliable for the ps5 so just a total disaster we had two strategies we had the sony quiet surprise as opening right now and then we had a lot of notice xbox and i think a lot of people rightly called that there were loads of scalpers and bots buying them so
0: yeah well it's strange for a good portion of the day i thought i'd have a ps5 pre-order in 2020 and not an xbox series x pre-order and that was (laughs) blowing my mind
1: Mm. uh
0: in other news we can now confirm, Ben, that Survivor is part of the Xbox Series X preview program, which means even though a lot of the outlets in America have received theirs already, we're obviously in Australia, and our shiny Xbox Series X is on the way. We should get it in early October-ish. And That's we're allowed to do soon. impressions and stuff very shortly
1: afterwards, so obviously. the whole month early. You can be yes. playing those next-gen features on your backwards-compatible games.
0: And it's exciting because we're like single digits. There's single-digit... Consoles being sent to Australia, and we are obviously one of those single digits. And I think globally, it's it's not triple digits; it's only two digits of outlets getting it around the world for It'll the preview Australia. program. So That's what we deserve yes to check us out and stuff. We'll have good comments. There was a little bug flying around. Sorry, I just clapped and realized I was being recording. I am recording, mm.
1: and That's I didn't how even kill to the are. bug.
0: And I didn't even kill the bug.
1: Cool. You're getting a, an Xbox a month early, and you're focusing on a bug. Yeah, well, you know, it's been one of those weeks.
0: Uh, we also got a cool Xbox Lite box. If you want to see my bad ca- cable management, you can go and look at our Instagram and check it out. It's interesting. Um, it's not as big as I thought it would be, but it's still pretty chunky. Like it fits in my TV cabinet, but it's that it fits where you're like, does it fit? Does it need more ventilation than that? Hmm, um, well, you asked Xbox and they said it was okay. They said yes, because as long as you have the the air shooting at the top, or it could be at the side, obviously, if it's horizontally out into kind of like a very well ventilated space, you're fine. Um, you could, I think the probably easiest thing for people to do is to try to stick it behind their TV. If I'm being honest, because if you move your TV up, maybe on your TV stand, if you don't have room, otherwise kind of sits behind it. It's not like you need to really like, unless you're using a disc based one and stuff and replacing discs all the time. It's not really a big deal. Anyway, um, expansion card pricing. We finally know what the one terabyte Seagate uh, developed, not developed, Seagate produced. Seagate
1: made. I better sit down for this. This is outrageous.
0: <laughs> $359. You might as well have just made it Whoa. 360 just to make it even more confusing. I'd like an Xbox 360, please. Uh, we knew this was going to be that expensive, but it still sucks. Like it I didn't hurts. know it was
1: going to be that much. I thought they'd gone for about 250 it's, it's right. not
0: proprietary. It's just like a very new SSD, solid state drive. And the tech is very new, but the tech is what allows for these non-existent loading times and stuff with games. Mm. Um, the PlayStation 5 is going to use a similar SSD, but they're not making their own or not getting Seagate to make one for them. So you'll have to go and buy, like I think we talked about this last week, um, a compliant drive. And they're they're priced around the same kind of window so it's you know like storage is going to be expensive
1: important to note you can plug in your hard drive already and play your last gen games on them and you can store new games there you just have to move them across to the internal drive but it does make you think so the xbox series s has basically half the storage of the series x so there's a 250 dollar price gap there the memory to expand and just play straight off the the console is 360 You may as well just put in the extra 250 now, get the more powerful machine, get the disk drive and get the extra storage. Like it's, I don't, I think it's devalued the Series S quite a lot.
0: Yeah. It really has actually. Um,
1: And I don't know what the solution is to that. There isn't a solution. No, in time, they'll come down cheaper. I'm sure in probably a year, maybe two, there's going to be those third party options that work in the drive. Probably they're still going to be crazy expensive probably not quite as much as an xbox branded one yeah um but you can't even buy one for a ps5 right like the drives no, that you need, oh, i think there's one called, from samsung or something but it's, NVMe or whatever it is it's the same so kind rare. of thing
0: for the the tv though like if you need an hdmi 2.1 hmm. capable tv to get 4k or 8k and 120 frames out of these devices and no one no one has an hdmi 2.1 well, I do my TV. Well, you might because you just bought your damn TV. I
1: bought one <laughs> earlier this year. It's but not great. a
0: lot of people do. Is my point. Um, yeah. but then again, I don't think a lot of games are going to run 4K in 120 frames anyway. So no.
1: So if you have an, an older TV, like the OLEDs, for the past few years prior to 2019, were all are all 4K 60. Which yeah. is still going to be most games, or you can just change it yourself. I think even to 1440p 120, or might be yeah. 120. Well, so I know that the Xbox options. will do
0: 1440 and 120 just fine. Um, I don't know if the PlayStation does though, because if it's like the PlayStation Pro, it, it kind of does like an upscaling thing, and it looks kind of garbage. So you can either go like 1080 or oh um, okay, or 4K. But like 1080 and 120 frames a second is just fine too, guys. Like you're gonna you're gonna find some pleasure in that.
1: I think there's going to be a few games that use that, but you'll be able to choose. It would be great instead of setting the console to what it is, if you could set each game to say, all right, this game does support uh, 120 frames per second. So I want, when I launch this, I want the console to change back to 1080 so I can use my 120 on my TV, everything else I want it to be in 4K. I don't know if that is available.
0: I think so. Like Things like Avengers let you, even now, you can go to um, 1080 and 60 frames where you can oh, go 4k and 30. So like I, I'm it's, I think that's going to become more common.
1: You see games. to make sure the output of the console to the TV is 1080, not 4k
0: upscale. Oh, does that change that?
1: Yeah. Cause oh, your, yeah, TV, right. your TV yeah, is yeah, getting yeah. a 4k signal. So it can't do yeah. 120. It needs to so get Avengers, will,
0: Avengers tells the, the Xbox to downgrade it. it. Yep. Yeah.
1: You're right. They will think about that shortly. They'd have to, uh,
0: but you can tell us
1: soon because you're going to be in the preview program. Maybe. I don't know if that's well, allowed, but.
0: Yeah. No. I, yeah. I. Yeah. You can check I, that stuff. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Like, there's certain embargoes on what I can and can't say until a certain date. But
1: we'll be I can able to tell, tell people that I'm in the program at some point. We are in the program, hmm.
0: and hopefully, you're going to help me before that program is fully through. Uh, the next last thing of newsy things. Oh, um, X Cloud or Xbox Game Pass Cloud Streaming or whatever the hell it's called because it seems to have like five names at this point is now available in a lot of regions, but not Australia. Um, Phil Spencer has told SkillUp that uh, Australian teams are working on it and we should see that in early 2021. But I just kind of said 2021, like let's not get people's hopes up. This is COVID mm. times and everything's a mess, which is cool. I don't know if there's much to say about that.
1: No, it adds the extra, I mean, well, you're paying for already in Game Pass Ultimate, so it adds extra value. Uh, Phil even said your new network makes it better referring to the NBN, which announced this week that they're going to go to fiber to the premises. I don't know if you saw this, a bunch of people who are going to the node from the node at the moment, uh, just on copper will be able to request. I assume I have to pay. I don't know if it's covered. No,
0: they don't have Um, to pay, um, pay. but they won't get it done unless they
1: ask. Okay. So basically you need to be paying attention and you can get the internet that you should have got to begin with. So (laughs) that's exciting.
0: Well, and then like I'm on HFC and I'm pulling in a hundred meg down. Mm. And apparently, as part of the upgrade, I'm going to get gigabit speeds. And so yeah. will you. That's part so, of the plan as well. But like in the next three HFC, or four years. HFC.
1: So. That's not anything to do with your house. You've already got the wiring, which is good enough. They're updating the back end of the, the HFC, which is like from the 90s, uh, to bring that up to speed with 2020 tech, and then that will give you crazy speeds if that works. So they're doing what they should have done from the beginning, and yeah. that will allow us to stream <laughs> games on our phones.
0: Hurrah! Um, Cool. Let's get into previewy, reviewy things. Um, mm. I want to talk really quickly because it's, it's almost a non-story. There's other things that I will eventually be able to talk about. I got to check out NHL 21, but the only thing I can talk about is a new mode called Hut Rush. And the Hut stands for Hockey Ultimate Team, which is that kind of shitty microtransaction-y, like buy card packs bullshit. But um, Hut Rush is kind of cool. Um, Alexander Ovechkin is the cover star of NHL 21. And... He is super charismatic. He is very, he has a giant personality. Um, And you're starting to see more of that in the NHL right now, but like he kind of like led that for the last 15 years. So, because we're not getting a next-gen version and because they kind of get the lowest budget, you know, he's the cover star and the emphasis on NHL 21 is like crazy over the top shenanigans. So hot rush is basically that it's, it's threes or uh, three versus three or five versus five or six versus six, I should say, because there's goalies. Um, and you, it's weird because they call it threes, but there's actually four people on the rink because there's three players and a goalie anyway. I digress ask him about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a burning question. Um, you, you basically get points for style. So if you do this cool deke and then you pass it to someone and do a one timer, you get more points as opposed to just like boringly shooting the puck in the net. Um, and that's kind of it. We have a whole bunch of gameplay that um, was, was B, b- roll. So not recorded by us, but still pretty indicative of what to expect and a bit of a write-up on the website if you are so inclined. And there's more stuff that I get to write about NHL at the start of October that I can't talk about yet.
1: So you, as always, are the only Australian who cares? covering NHL.
0: <laughs> Slash only Australian who cares. That's not true. There's a lot of Australians who do. Um, so thank you for stopping by and giving it a read. But yeah, no hmm. one else, no one else cares to write about it, which is silly because... It's clearly the best sports game in the world, even if it doesn't get half as much budget as any other.
1: Well, you've not, you think you've got a bad, just look at the Australian sport games and there's some real challenges yeah, there. That's
0: that's true. I, uh, <laughs> I I had a copy of tennis world tour two for review and I decided not to review it because I was too frustrated to play it
1: for very long. Okay. That's not ideal.
0: No. Nah. Anyway, uh, you got to play mafia, definitive edition and Mm. you enjoyed it and played through it all and even wrote a review that goes up uh at one o'clock in the morning today
1: yeah what time of listening you can read that review right now Mm. uh very good
0: kill this podcast stop listening and just go read ben's (laughs)
1: words (laughs) that's it far more articulate Uh, than what we're going to be straight off the bat really ridiculous name because the other mafia 2 and 3 definitive editions are really basic remasters and this is a full remake with the same name so uh Mm. you know that Most listeners probably know that, but I think the average person might not realize that. It's it's a bit strange to have done that. Anyhow, Mafia is a game from 2002, which was originally on PC. Then there was a real dodgy, by comparison, PS2 and Xbox version like two years later. So that's pretty much all I remember. I don't know if you played the originals. I don't think I did. I think I played it like it was one of those games I rented on PS2 and played briefly. And I have like this real uh, vague memory thinking it was going to be like GTA and it wasn't really. Uh, And I actually went back and read my review for mafia 2, which I did 10 years ago, which is how long I've been doing this. It turns out and I complained. happy anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I complained about how boring the driving segments were and how there was this open world, which was unused basically and how it just funneled you along the story missions and there were no side missions. And now that I'm old and jaded, I really love that. I think the way that the, the, Open world of New Haven, which is basically 1930s Prohibition era Chicago, is kind of the backdrop. So it's there, things are happening, but you're really pushed along this fast-paced story, which is driven by some pretty good cutscenes scenes to kind of engage you a lot. So um, I only watched The Irishman a couple of weeks ago, which then drove me to, re- to re-watch Godfather and part two. Um, and so I was really wanting to play this like period piece mafia style game. And there's nothing this generation, really like nothing new, at least not that I can think of. So I replayed mafia two a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic. Still mafia three was a bit troubled in its development. It's good (laughs) and quite different. And the problem is thinking back on mafia three is it was this copy and paste. You need to go beat the mob boss. You need to like follow this same formula. Uh, the original mafia is not like that at all. Each mission is quite different. Um, so you do kill people, but it's not super action focused. Like you, you just kind of along this ride of the story. So um, really enjoyed that. It looks pretty good, but also it looks dodgy at the same time. So for the most part, it's good, but there's, it's cold dead eyes of Tommy. Who's the protagonist This carry driver who kind of works his way through the, the um, I forgot the name of the family now, even though I've been playing it for ages.
0: Um, uh, yeah then I forget it too. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: It's not silencio, <laughs> it's but I keep wanting to say
1: silencio. It's something like that. It's not though. Uh it's not. Salentino. Uh, no. that's,
0: it's, that's it's not right. It's closer it's not it's right. It's close.
1: Uh it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh important. Yeah, but you haven't even through. played the game, have you? you oh what a, what
0: BS. He, has he killed loads of people. Actually, anyway. so you
1: don't kill that many people. So Tommy's a bit different to Vito in the second game where Vito was kind of this established mafia guy to begin with or at least kind of felt like he was coming back from war and he was kind of straight into it. Uh, Tommy's a bit more apprehensive to begin with because he's just a taxi driver and you kind of go on that story with him where he really doesn't want to kill people at the start and then by the end of it, he knows what he has to do.
0: I hope there's that like fall, far Far Cry 4 or 5 ending where like... Because Tommy's pretty adamant that he doesn't want to get into the mafia at the very start of the game because I got to play mm. the first couple hours. I just wish he could just be like, nah, you know what? I'm not doing this. Game over, credits, done. I'm uh, imagining his life would be probably better in the end, but I obviously haven't played the rest of the story. So, uh, so the whole I'm,
1: game is actually told by him, I think, in like the early 50s. He's narrating it. And But uh, the, ga- the game you play is set in the 30s. 30s. So there is an epilogue that jumps ahead. Uh, but I've heard about that, the stories. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Nope, we won't get into any story. Exactly. Cool. So the the gameplay is based a lot more on Mafia Three style. So it's updated, but it still feels a bit shoddy uh, as Mafia <laughs> Three was. A bit clumsy, but it I works better for that.
0: a for an older game than one that's trying to be completely modern and new.
1: Funny, yeah, that. because it feels a bit like like it looks new besides some weird lighting and weird pop in, like you're just running along and an enemy pops in like two meters ahead of you. That's a bit weird. Hopefully that gets fixed. Hmm. Uh, But you, it feels new, but it kind of feels old. There's just this essence of this was a PS2 like early 2000s PC game that is still there. And part of that is the, I'm sure you noticed when you played the really clunky car driving controls, but that's weird because
0: the cutscenes make it look like so fluid and amazing. And then you take control and you're like, Whoa,
1: God. It's but like a lot a of that is because these, yeah, you were basically driving a tank in the 30s. Like these are dodgy cars. So it, it does make sense. And then the, the pretty good shooting controls, but occasionally a little bit dodgy. I actually didn't mind because it just, it fits the tone of the game. As weird as that is to sound, I actually like that it's not like quite fluid and perfect at all times
0: like grand theft auto kind of shooting feeling like it does yeah. never quite feels good but like it doesn't bother you that much pretty similar
1: yeah uh, except for the melee combat which is dodgy as hell and they should have updated that better it's if it was like a straight out of the ps2 but the rest of it is pretty good um but the reason you're playing this is it's totally different it's not your ubisoft bloated world open world there's an open world there you can explore it in just like a free exploration mode but the the reason to play this is the story it's basically your classic mobster movie stretched out over about 12 hours uh, and yeah, that's why you want to play. It's really fun, looks cool, and it's way better than the. Well, Mafia Two is good, way better than Mafia Three, but it's still the best one. And I hope we get a Mafia Four more like this.
0: So yeah, and I don't know the math. I was gonna say, so it's not worth buying Mafia Trilogy, but it might be if you like, because you, yeah. you get one
1: and two and just and skip three. Three is great. You know, three is not bad. They're, like it's playable now. They fixed a lot of the glitches. It's still has some interesting characters but it's just it's not the same so but
0: you're obviously rating them one two and then three
1: absolutely that order yeah if you're getting the ranking i them. think the price difference isn't that big a deal so you probably should just get the trilogy uh if you haven't played any if you already played the others like i have you don't need them
0: there you go mm. um a good one's a short one and is a good one i'm so tired I did, that was a saying that we've done so not many podcasts
1: mm. until xbox buys another studio probably next week yeah i was gonna say don't joke let's let's not they will they're not done i don't think they're done (laughs) i reckon i'll get a couple more Cool.
0: um well we will figure out when we'll talk to you next but always just go to survivor and read things that we do there's going to be a lot of stuff from ben and i especially going up in the next little while i
1: would think Mm. it's busy Um, time
0: yeah where do we find you on the internet otherwise
1: i am ben underscore salter on twitter and yourself I don't know why that stumbled
0: me. It stumbled you, but that's fine. You got there in the end. Um, yeah. That's right. AU on the internet. And it sounds like maybe I'll be able to go outside a little bit more, but I pretty much just live on the internet right now.
1: But you won't need to because you're going to have an Xbox Series X. So exactly. you don't need to go outside.
0: And a $350 expansion card as well. That's like, that's the, that's the value right there. Yeah.
1: Time and to I, get saving. And we ex- will see you in a couple of weeks.